All right, guys, welcome back to another Whiskey Brothers podcast, GC. How have you been, mate? Always well, mate. You know that. Always well. Can't, couldn't be couldn't be better uh, another chat about whiskey with a couple of guests. Very lucky. Yeah, we do. So let's get on to that. We do have a couple of guests today um, and a couple of minutes too in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, do you want to introduce who we've got? <laughs> Not three. Got yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, a couple as opposed to, yeah, other than two normally. But um, we've got, yeah, Ray and Simon from Barrel and Batch. Um, guys, welcome. Uh, we've done a few distilleries. We've done a few, you know, lots of different people in the industry. I just love uh, looking at your Instagram, your description, just mates getting together, um, which is what it's about for, for Sean and I. Just a couple of couple getting together celebrating whiskey. Um, and trying to source bottles. So firstly, welcome, and um, tell us a little bit about how it all started for you guys. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so Thanks, guys. take it from there, mate. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I knew we'd have a false start. I'll, I'll start, Ray, and you tell me when I get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, just like normal, right, with the whiskey. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you very much for having us on, guys. It's... Um, it feels like we're uh, you guys are the whiskey brothers, and and we might be brothers from from other mothers because we we got a very similar uh, attitude and approach towards whiskey. For us, it's all about having fun with your friends. Um, we don't like to get our geek on too much. Um, we just like to to get a good a good whiskey in a glass and and enjoy it with our mates, as as we said. So we've had a you know, I'll let Ray share his story a little bit, but I think we've both had a had a really fantastic journey in and around whiskey over a long period of time, and our and our paths came come to cross it at some point along the way. I um, you know, I started working in bottle shops when I was eighteen years old, and and uh, studying, and one thing led to another, and I didn't pay enough attention to my studies, and mm-hmm. ended up turning a, a bottle shop job into a, a job with a whiskey supplier, and I, I wasn't really a whiskey drinker at the time so much and um yeah i was fortunate enough to work for a company called brown foreman who are the makers of jack daniels woodford reserve uh they own glendronic ben Rack, and, and a bunch of other really cool spirit brands so i had a really wonderful 15 years with those guys and along the way really built my passion for whiskey and and maybe about i don't know ray maybe eight years into that time with uh with brown foreman my my paths crossed with Ray and um, maybe I'll just hand over to him to sort of tell you how he got to that point too. Yeah. So I always, um, well, it's what you're doing now, Simon, I always rent bars and I, I, I just always had it as that's just what I do. And on the side, I made movies, I made music and that's what I wanted to do. And, and uh, then, then I just took bars seriously, I guess. And obviously with Webster's bars and everything we've done there, we, um, we dive deep into whiskey, got, got right into um, bourbon. And my first trip, I think about eight years ago now, nine years ago, was to Buffalo Trace Distillery. And uh, that was the rabbit hole, really. Um, from there, just straight down, straight down. So how how it all, all came to pass with all these barrel selections and everything five years ago, was it? I think five years ago, I went over to the States with Brown Foreman and we went to Woodford. And I, all these barrels laid out and everything and... And uh, there was a heap of plaques on the walls was asking what the program was. And it was basically barrels for, they call them store picks, as you probably know, for a lot of different bottle shops all over America. 
And I said, oh, geez, we'd love to do that at, at Webster's Bar. How do we get one? So the next trip was that discussion. We, we got one on the next trip. And then the trip after that was actually we did a double a double oak uh, single barrel. And I was with Simon on that one. So we, that was the first barrel pick we did, which was about four years ago now, I think. And that's um, yeah. probably, probably where it all kind of started to get infectious. <laughs> um, yeah, we go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Go, I was going to say, as as with many things, um, this was really born out of a boozy lunch. So we went out and, and had a bunch of beers and a bunch of whiskeys. And we sort of were kind of talking about this barrel selection idea and, and sort of combining it with the, the thinking that, you know, we were in very privileged positions, me with a, a supplier and, and Ray with a, a big time whiskey venue. And we, we were lucky enough that we were able to get our hands on really cool whiskies, um, things that may not even enter the country here or they might come in in such limited um, amounts that um, they didn't stretch too far. And we kind of were further up the pipeline in a sense than a lot of other people. And we could always pick off a bottle or two here or there of, of these really great whiskies. And um, we were just talking about, you know, imagine if we could provide that service or that luxury to um, other people that enjoy whiskey as much or more as we do, but just don't have that that privileged position. So we mm. we just started crossing notes and thought, well, we can probably source some whiskey from these guys and we know someone at that company and, you know, we've got a contact there and we can hassle this guy. And we started thinking, well, you know, there, there's a bit of potential here. We, we, we think we've got a pipeline to provide an interesting whiskey every month or so. Um, and we that was kind of the starting point for us. We started thinking, well, if we can convince ourselves that we can source the whiskey, then we'll go out and figure out how we actually find the people that we, we know are out there that love the stuff that we love. Um, yeah, and we kind of just set ourselves the challenge. And once the... Once the barrels were on the way, we like now we have to find someone that <laughs> someone else that likes them as much as we do. Well, <laughs> hey, look, first of all, Ray, I um, when you mentioned going to Buffalo Trace, very very jealous, mate. For me, that's that's a dream trip that I have not been on, and feels like a long time away from being on uh, with the present situation. So very jealous there. But when I'm just looking through your website before, I've just brought it up again today. It's just what you guys are saying now. What's written on the website, like it's absolutely exactly you're talking to, to Greg and I um, about what we like about whiskey. You know, the whole thing about, you know, getting together with mates, like in different times where we could get together with people, uh, we do have a set of mates that we would get together with and, and open up a bottle every month. And um, the fact that you guys are providing, you know, hard to get bottles, like you said, the, with the reach and with the, um, the connections that you have that other people don't have um, is absolutely so cool. So I just want to thank you guys, you know, straight up just for, for doing what you're doing because, it's so appreciated by people like Greg and I, who we do like whiskey and we've been into it for quite a while now, but you know, a lot of those big companies and, and the big distilleries, like their whiskeys aren't going anywhere and they're always going to be there. And, and you know, that 25 year old or that 18 year old, that 12 year old is always going to be there. And sometimes it's a little bit more appealing. Well, it certainly is to us recently, or, you know, in the last six months or so trying to get a hold of whiskeys that, you know, you're not going to get again and, and that are limited release and um, a little bit rare, a little bit harder to find. So, very, very grateful you guys have done that. Um, my first question, I guess, you know, off the back of that is, you said you sort of do one a month roughly. Um, how do you go about, like, what's the process of getting the whiskey? Is it, is it more about what you can get a hold of or is it more of a process of trying to find and, and, and look for what you want um, for each month? 
Um, it's it's definitely not what we can get a hold of. We're we're quite fussy. We know what we want. We don't want to buy a barrel of whiskey just because it's got a name on it or for whatever reason. One of our first releases in December was Michel Cover. We called it Grand Fur, uh, which means uh, Big Brother in French. Mm-hmm. The whole story behind that on the website as well. But that was quite an interesting lead for our biggest um, single barrel that, that we're opening with, really. Like we did open with a starter with Glendronic Batch 3, but we only had 80 bottles of that. We knew that wouldn't be hard to move and it was more of a tester for our side, make sure we got our packaging right and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when that came, that was like, well, do we lead with this? And, and the chat was, I think, Simon, around, it was like, well, if this is successful and it goes well, then we should be okay with a few of the big brands we've got backing that up. Now, we've got uh, a release coming next, next year um, that was supposed to be here in November last year. Right. So with COVID, there has been a lot of problems with timings and, and everything like that. Massive problems with, excuse the pun, but barrels rolling in and out here and there. And it, it, it just becomes a case of, and it's, it's a month to month or week to week chat for me and Simon, well, what are we going to do next now? So sometimes, sometimes we don't even know what we're going to do in three weeks time, even though we have the whiskeys there, you know, we may have an Australian whiskey and this, that, the other. And we've got to make sure that we don't bore everybody as well. And not bore everybody, but not, you know, re- release things that are different as well. And keep, keep the fun there. Keep the fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, for example, this second second barrel of Eagle Rare, that wasn't a plan to release that. But everyone was locked down and we're thinking, well, mm-hmm. can we get it in earlier and, and, and put it out to everybody and try and, you know, give them something as well? And we made the calls and it just so happened that we could put it out because the Buffalo Trace went like, like that. Mm. And everybody loved it. And it was like, well, we don't have any more. And that barrel only yielded 168 bottles. Mm. So I was like, well, well, what do we do? We, do we sit here for another five weeks until the next one comes out while everyone's locked down? Or do we try and do something? And that's that's what Simon wanted to do. And we, we, we just pushed it out. So. Oh, yeah, well, I'm guilty as charged. I sat on that for... Well, until my next pace, that really I'm just like, oh man, like I went back, I'm like sat down, out how good, can you sort this out, batch one, get in there, sold out, what, what do you mean, sold out, and <laughs> just, oh, brutal, and so as soon as the number two came out, I, yeah, I purchased two straight up, one for Sean and I, um, and I think, you know what, I think that even though I've missed out on batch one, and Sean didn't like it, I think it gives people the um to sort of compare the two as well. And just sort of see those different intricacies of batch, whereas if it's you know a long way apart as well, which which is you know also fine, um, but it just gives a, a little bit difference there. Yeah. Well, there's a great story around that batch one actually. So we um we um we were set actually. Sorry to to uh, drive the dagger deeper, Sean, but we're set. We had the trip uh, paid for and planned and everything. Um, and we'll get flown over there to pick batch batch one, and then COVID really got serious, and we were supposed to fly over in May. So like, oh, well, do we do we keep it now? If had we flown over, we would have been stuck over there for for a lot longer than I would have wanted to be. What a nightmare! What a nightmare! And and basically, um, we, we decided not to go. And then that was also a chat with Simon because this was before Barrel and Batch was. I, I believe we may still have been discussing the name, Simon, of what we would have been. Launched. Yeah, it was six months. It was six months before we we launched. So yeah, yeah, we we. Uh, it's funny actually. Uh, we when we were tossing around names, there was a few. There was a few with with brother 
or brothers in it, like Barrel Brothers and things were kicking around. I don't know if we yeah. threw in Whiskey Brothers or not, but yeah. no, we, well, we, now, we're sort of in the same area. Now you mention them, I don't think it's a huge marketing shift to go brothers and batches if you want to line something <laughs> up. I think it sort of makes a lot Get of sense to me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we actually we actually were, we had the discussion of, well, do we continue to do what we, like the world's going into, uh, you know, an un, uncharted territory that none of us know anything about? Do we, do we continue on this path with starting this business or, or do we just fold it and wait and see what happens? And a few of the releases that we've done, we were actually lucky enough to be able to cut some of the amount off that we were going to buy. So we had an Ardbeg single cask and things like that that was, that was under the brand name Darkness, so it was able to be called Ardbeg. And we wish we grabbed a lot more of that, but we were just trying to forecast why, what if. And we, we didn't get to choose that barrel, So, but there was, the offer was still on the table. So that barrel was chosen in May last year, the first barrel, and came out in March, April, April this year. The reason that took so long is because everyone at Buffalo Trace wasn't there. And that actual story on the website where Harlan Wheatley, the distiller, actually chose it for us, that was, that was that's what, so we were like, well, can we send you some tasting notes of what we're looking for? <laughs> and that's what we did. So that actually added something, a really cool element to just another single barrel as well. So yeah, and amazing, mate. Never, never underestimate the amount of people are going to drink in a lockdown. I think, I think everyone underestimates <laughs> you can even do house weights or drink whiskey so what are you going to do <laughs> if i if i could add one thing just on the on the sourcing um when ray and i were talking about the idea one one thing that kind of stuck in our minds was that there's other sort of um whiskey clubs and subscription type businesses and stuff and we're both right into whiskey and we never went out of our way to join any of them there wasn't any of them that really spoke to us and one of the things that we realized that that we're looking for and if we were the the person that we were you know hoping to attract to, to come with us and join our co-op is we actually like to drink all different types of whiskey and sometimes we'll drink a whiskey uh that might be 90 dollars a bottle and sometimes we might have a dram of something that's like 500 dollars a bottle you know like we don't we we don't really limit ourselves on where it comes from or the flavor profile or the price within you know, within whatever whatever we can stretch our wallets to. Mm. And we, we realised that there wasn't anyone out there catering to people like us. Mm. And the big unknown for us was how many other people are there out there like us that, that are, you know, one month they might see whiskey that's a, a $90 bourbon release and the next month it might be a $300 Tasmanian whiskey. Now, for us, we're, we're interested in both, so that's cool for us. But, you know, what we're learning along the way is, how many people there are interested in in multiple styles of whiskey or or how many are interested in different subsets within the whiskey category so it's hard to try and um to please everyone every month but we one thing that we've committed to from the start uh the one thing that we won't compromise on is the quality of the whiskey so i think ray alluded to it before um sometimes there, there's been big brands that have tried to uh, probably a bit unfair but it felt like they were trying to offload something to us and and we've said no because it, we weren't happy with the quality of the whiskey regardless of the fact that it was a a great brand that that um people would would uh, definitely purchase what we what we're aiming to do over time is to build a lot of trust on on our selection so that if people see us release an independent bottling or something from a distillery they've never heard of or something crazy from a distillery they have heard from they hopefully over time they'll build up 
trust that um, at the very least it might be a style they're not used to, but they'll know that it's a good it's a good whiskey and that we've picked it because because we thought it was a good whiskey. Yeah, that's awesome. I really I really like that. Really um, that philosophy too. Yeah, very good. What's the um? So how have you how have you found like you know you said you're a bit un, unsure about you know how many other people are like what you guys like and, and that you know more expensive the, the cheaper the bourbon the scotch the the Australian how have you found the um you know the response has been over the last you know year or so. I think that the answer for that one is is, is rather difficult given the climate. Um, there's there's people that are in all different situations, all different jobs. I'm in hospitality. The pub's been closed down for 11 weeks. Mm. Um, you know, that, that hurts, especially knowing what, what that pub means to, to me and, and all the people that work there and everything as well. So I think it's, it's a hard one to answer because people's cash flow is different. But the good thing about being and doing what we are is there, there's a lot of, or co-ops as we like to call them when we're talking about our, our customers, um, because customers doesn't feel... I don't know, organic, like this doesn't feel right. Just Mate. saying customer, we don't, we don't yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but um, so th- the whole thing is one week, you know, you might have a $206 bottle, then you might have a $90 bottle of Buffalo Trace and it might even be the Buffalo Trace when someone hits me up and says, all right, I really want one of those bottles. Um, could you could you hold it for me until next pay week? Mm-hmm. But then you might put the next whiskey out like the, the one we just put out this one and that same person will just snap it up straight away. Yeah, right. And I think that's just the way the climate is at the moment. You've got to be fair with that as well. You know, you, you want to make sure that the that people that are always wanting that sort of stuff are always getting it. Um, so that's that's a tough one to answer because, I mean, everyone's in a different boat right now. It'd be an interesting, interesting one to answer in 12 months' time. But I, I think if, if the... If the bottle is if the bottle is what they want, I don't think the price point will matter. I think if they if they really want that product, then or or, or, what, or what it is or what, what they're looking for, and, and we've provided it, then you know they'll be ready for it in some way. Well, I think that leads in nicely to one a bottle that you have for sale right now on the website. There's still some left. Um, Greg and I have some right now. We have it in our glass. Yeah, you don't you? So uh, <laughs> I did have it in my. Glass, we're gonna go again. My apologies. Yeah. So before we um, before we have a taste, I Greg got me this bottle and I um, it came whenever it came, maybe a week or two ago. I opened it on the weekend. My wife and I we did a side by side tasting with another single barrel Eagle Rare that I have. Um, and as soon as we opened it and tasted it, um, I literally jumped straight on and bought another one. So I don't know. It, we have a lot of you know, loyal fans out there. If you like bourbon, I'm telling you right now, jump on now and get this bottle because it's fantastic. Um, Greg, you've got some in your bottle. I think we should, uh, in your glass, sorry, I think we should uh, do a little quick. We're not going to do it. Guys, I'll tell you what, we, we do reviews and our scoring system is ruthless, but we are not going to do a live score now. But if you listen in, in an episode or two, um, we will have a review of this whiskey. Um, it will do well believe that but <laughs> we'll do very well don't worry about that it's not that we're we don't want to do it with you guys here uh, it's probably more the fact that neither of you have a hat on and we do have a no hat no save policy well, so we don't want to go into that right now um but that would be unfair to throw that on you um but no we're, we're looking forward to reviewing this one and we've pushed it out to a couple of um a couple of followers already um 
Yeah, it's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about this one. This is batch two. Batch two. Um, single barrel select, yeah. Yeah, so uh, again with COVID, so batch one, as, as, you, as we just said, was how long we chose that one. This was batch, batch two. This was, um, well, I got to choose this one, didn't I, Simon? Happy days. You did. You did. I missed out on that one. Yeah. So we got sent the samples and, um, you know, we went through it with uh, one of the guys from, from South Trade and it was just, to me, it was a clear winner. Um, and the first, it's always weird when you get the barrel lineups. You just get, you, you'll try them and some of them just straight away, you'll just be like, why is that even in the pack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take yeah. that back and just do a little bit more with it. Yeah. And then you get a couple that are like, well, there's this profile, there's this profile. So it might be more, you know, you, you can pick it apart with more, um, I guess, geeky. So I have three categories when I'm picking a whiskey from a barrel, right? So we've got the, um, you got the sandpit, and that's just good fun, right? And sandpit whiskey. And then you got um, something that's based off like, you know, just that whole, like, like a bourbon, if you're going to go for your deep caramels and woods, you're always going to win. And then you've got that whole number two, um, where it's it's more of a uh, more of a geeky whiskey, more of a, like you want to sip on it and pick it apart. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this one was a blend between that whole uh, just safe caramel comfort bourbon, mm-hmm. but also it's got some elements in there that that you can really really dive into, mm-hmm. and that's what I liked about it. Well, I think I thought, and I said this to my wife when we tasted, and and say what if your missus likes um, whiskey, it, it makes purchasing a lot easier. So. I was very, I'm very fortunate when it comes to that. But as soon as I tasted it, I just went, this feels like, so we did a side-by-side and this one, this particular um, batch number two here, it it just felt to me, and I, I say some outrageous things, but it felt like a real warm hug. Like I just, it just went down and it just felt like really, really nice, mate. Like I just, I was- yeah, someone, someone, Someone's not capable of lockdown. But keep going. Yeah. It just it just felt so nice going down. I just felt relaxed and like, oh my God. Like sometimes I do like to pick whiskey apart. And other times you just gotta just go, holy shit, like that's just that's just fucking nice. It just tastes so good. Um and it's difficult at first to pick up why. Um since then, yeah, a lot of vanilla, a lot of caramel, um, a bit of butterscotch in there. Um, but yeah, the first hit of it it was just a nice warm hug and it's when this is for me low back on get me uh secure another bottle straight away you, you can definitely be, you can definitely help us with tasting notes going forward i love that yeah <laughs> it's very good there's some outrageous tasting notes uh that come out but you know depends how many of these you've had depends how outrageous the notes get but um greg what did you what do you think of this one what did it give you a hug Oh, I hope from mum, Sean. You know exactly what they feel like. Um, for me, it's just, I, I, I messed up. I just said, it, it's stupid good. Like, open it now. And that was the same day on Saturday. I've since encouraged anyone I can speak to that'll listen to me, which isn't a huge list given, but uh, to go and get it because they should. And I, I've had an interesting relationship with bourbon. Like, it's not something that's always, I've been really, I've been into sort of rye and things like that, but Sean's always been a lot more um, pro bourbon. And this one for me, and he's always bought a lot of bourbon, but this one for me has just been, yeah, just wow. Blow your, knock your socks off completely. I've I've got corn on the cob dipped in maple syrup. Um, reminds me a lot of pancakes on a Sunday. Missing that bacon, um, but it's not <laughs> far away. It's just like oh, yeah, nice glaze over the top. But 
It's just fantastic. Yeah. So I've got, I'll get a lot of maple syrup in that butterscotch as you'd expect, but it's just, um, it's just, it's just so porous scale. It's a, it's a more, it's just ridiculous. It's out of this world. Um, I, you know, I was, once I opened it, I was, I was peppering you, Ray. I was just, we've got to get, we've got to get this happening or else there's not going to be much left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, yeah, I don't know if you've seen, but we actually chose about three with a few, no, well, with a, a team of people online. So that was supposed to be also, um, we'll take them to the South Trade office overlooking the uh, Harbour Bridge there and it was going to be a whole thing, but COVID stopped that. So we had to th send out the samples and which was kind of cool because it made it more national. So we could send samples to other states as well. Um, but yeah, but uh, we can't wait for that one to land. Yeah, cool. We can tell you also there is another Buffalo Trace on order. Ooh. Good, good. Got to get the fingers ready. Um, <laughs> so there might be someone listening that's had batch one and hasn't had number two. So what would you tell them about, um, you know, something to expect a little bit different between the two? The best comment I've seen um, uh, was with one of our good uh, cops, Ben Kershaw. He said you can tell that two different people picked these whiskeys. They're yeah. great in their own right, but two different people picked it. And I really like that. Yeah, cool. And that's the thing with whiskey, right? It's like, it's different for everyone. It's a different experience and, and the same bottle can mean different things to different people, um, which is why such a, just an epic thing to get into. It's expensive, but it's bloody awesome. It's a, such an awesome trip to get into whiskey um, and it's never ending. Greg, um, you don't want to give a score now, hey? We won't. We'll do it. We'll do it for the review. No, we can't. And like, this is going to be... A, I don't have a... Actually going to be a no, in some ways it'll be a pretty dull podcast because normally Sean, we do scores and Sean's wrong and I tell him <laughs> what the score is, but um, I feel like we're going to really agree and if we disagree, it's going to be um, very favourable. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we've given out maybe one, one nine maybe. I don't know, but um, I'm looking forward to the podcast on this one. We, again, we're going to have to do it quite soon, perhaps this weekend. So, um, you're keeping us hanging, fellas. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll take. Oh, well, we want we want two extra listeners. If we're really honest, that's what we want. So, okay. um, I do have a question. For, so, you guys put out these whiskeys. Um, I'm really interested because you guys are the ones that picked them, right? So, and they are limited release. So, is there any you look back on now that you wish you could get more of? Like, have you got a favorite that you've released over the you know since you've been doing this that you just go, I really miss that whiskey. Like, it's gone. I'm never going to get it again, and I wish I could. Um, I think you, you, you definitely spoke about um, like Buffalo Trace was an instant sellout. That um, that was the one that caught us by surprise. In that um, previously we'd sort of been able to tuck a few bottles away for someone who hadn't placed their order yet, but we know that they always uh, are always after a bottle, and that one just disappeared so quickly that we kind of got caught a bit short there. So uh, we're definitely not going to see that one again. But there's there's some whiskies that we still have available that. Um, and Grand Ferrer that Ray spoke about before, it's just such a phenomenal whiskey that um, whenever anyone, particularly people in the industry that, you know, whiskey makers and, and, and people that really know their stuff, whenever I've had anyone try that whiskey, they're like, this is, this is just absolutely phenomenal. And it's, it's still available. Um, it's one that we still have up on the site. And it's one that always blows my mind that it's still sitting there because anyone anytime anyone tries it it's like that's that's just one of the best whiskeys i've ever had mm -hmm. so um yeah it's not it's it's not gone gone but not forgotten it's it's still there and um 
and I'm sure that one's going to disappear quickly. But that's one that I'm definitely going to make sure I grab a couple of extra bottles for myself because when it is gone, I, I know that we'll miss it. What about you, Ray? And in answer to that question, we, we, we already have samples coming from that distillery. Once again, all aging uh, bomb store, I guess we should stay, say, because he doesn't distill his own. But yeah, and it's that today is still my favorite release. It's just got everything. It's not a bourbon, of course, but it's it's just it's just you were talking about a warm hug. It's just so comfortable, so comfortable. I'll shoot you a sample, Sean. You got to try. Uh, it. You are selling it to me. I, I do have to log on probably and have a look at this. Yeah, definitely have a look at it. It's it's mm. amazing. So it, it's one of the. It's aged for thirteen years in a in a very, very old um, sherry cast, which I believe was 100 years old. So, um, and there's a, a, I may pronounce it right, right wrong, but Equipo Neveros, they are renowned for their barrel sourcing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so um, and a little bit about Michel Cavero, I won't bang on too long, but basically he was a wine merchant and he tried whiskey all over the world and whatever, whatever, and he used to always make a, a backhanded joke about the whiskey only got its flavor from the wine barrel. So we had a lot of wine contacts, obviously. Mm. Um, so everyone was like, well, why don't you make a whiskey? And he's like, he goes, oh, okay, well, wonder I will. Anyway, so he did. Um, Benova, I can't pronounce the town name, but a very small town. He's d- literally dug a cave. He's dug a cave in that town and he's hit up all his wine contacts for the best barrels that he can get. And he stores those barrels in there. And obviously from being a wine merchant, meeting everybody, he's meant plenty of distilleries. So he buys, he goes, well, why would I do a, a still? I know how good they make the, the whiskey. That's not a problem. So he, he gets the whiskey and ages himself in this uh, bunker, if you will. And that, that one was aged for 13 years. If you've seen a photo of the, the barrel, which we should actually put online, Simon, it's just, it's just got mold bubbles all over it. Really, just it's just on the outside, and it's just like, how does that still taste good on the inside? Mm. But it's absolutely phenomenal, and just the whole story behind everything that, that he does with that. So, with with the um, wineries as well, they're always good, good, good friends. So, aging aging your wine in the same barrel—that's what they continue to do, almost kind of like a single barrel Solera. You know, they continue to use the same barrel, mm. and. And they don't want to give them up because then they lose that flavour themselves as well. So he just sent a case of whiskey to them every Christmas, <laughs> just 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 uh, nudging away, and then yeah, yeah, and then it's just okay, you can have a barrel. Like <laughs> that, that actually would knowing Sean, that would suit him because he spends a lot of time in the bunker when we play golf. So that, <laughs> uh, that will certainly be right up his alley. Now I we've got a couple of hard hitting questions to wrap up, Sean. Unless you had some. Something that's really burning to um, If there's anything you can, you know, can you reveal anything coming up? Maybe not next month. Is there anything? I'm just going to throw in that you must like the sandpit whiskey. Any, any little pun. Yeah, I'm happy to tell you. That's okay, but I've got to ask. I wouldn't be the hard-hitting reporter I am if I didn't ask these questions. What do you, what do you want? What do you want to tell them, Simon? There's a couple coming up for sure. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's a funny one. When we started, we thought that there would be that we would wait until the day we released it, and there'd be this big reveal. Um, but I think over time we've learned that um, it's it's better just to tell people what's coming, and and we don't want to share everything all the time. But we love generating a bit of buzz before a release comes out, and it, it's great to get a feeling for hey, there's a lot of people interested in this, and then 
with the people that, um, you know, are sort of purchasing every bottle that we release, we can give them a word and say, hey, this one's going to go really quickly. Um, so I think we're, we're opening up on, on our chat. I know we've got a big one. I don't know if we'll say the distillery, but we've got a great Isle of Malt coming up in the near Ooh. future. Um, well, we've got a... We'll probably, have it, we'll probably have it up anyway. It's, it's possibly, getting, yeah. yeah. The, the comms getting released next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess one to look forward to, which which we won't reveal just yet because we haven't done any planning around what else we're going to say about it, but we have um, we have an absolute 100% Australia first coming in March next year. Um, and it's going to be an Irish whiskey. I think we can, we can share that. But, um, yeah, we're going to kind of try and build up to that one over time, but um, it will be an absolute first for Australia. We're hoping that um, it's something that people get really excited about. Yeah, it's cool. No, it's great, guys. We, we do, really do appreciate it. And, and it's definitely, you're one of those um, Instagram pages and even websites just in, just recently that I've been sort of refreshing every few days going, is there anything, have I missed anything? Is there anything that's been released? So um, I, I enjoy, I look forward to playing that game for a bit longer. Uh, Greg, questions. Let's finish off with the fast one, the fast two. What is it? Uh, we'll go two. We'll go two. I'll go, I'll go the standard. You go first. Because the second one's harder. Let's warm we'll, 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 Let's get there. Yeah, on the track first, and then we'll hit them up. Easy. We've got a bit of fun coming up with some bourbons too that I'll tell you about shortly. Oh, good. That's yeah. exciting. Um, death row whiskey, guys. Last whiskey. If if you know when your time's up and you're gonna have one more dram, what's it gonna be for you? Started off for me. Is this the easy question? Are you ready, ready, mate, for the next one? This is what about you, Simon? Well, I'll tell you um, the best whiskey that I've ever tried, which if, if I could track it down, it would be my last whiskey. I was lucky enough to visit Scotland about four years ago with um, when I was in my, my role at Brown Foreman hosting some customers there. And we visited some great distilleries and, and one of them was the, the Ben React Distillery. And we got met by um, a gentleman by the name of Callum, who was just a, a, a barrel man working in the in the bond store and uh he wasn't the official host of the visit but somehow he just kind of joined us and um he was wearing a pair of shorts in scotland in the middle of winter and it was minus one degrees and um and someone said to him why on earth are you wearing shorts callum and he said he said well a, fr- a mate bet me that i couldn't wear shorts for the entire winter so he bet me a, a bottle of whiskey that i wouldn't wear shorts all winter and he said, so I wore shorts all winter to win the bottle of whiskey. So, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then he said, that was 10 years ago. And I haven't worn a pair of long pants since. <laughs> and um, he, took, he, t- he took us into the, like a deep, dark corner of the barrel house. And he, 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 he was rolling barrels around and he, and he found this one barrel. Um, and I don't, I don't even know. I, I reckon it was probably a sherry cask. But um, it was just the most unique flavour I've ever tasted in a whiskey. And one of the um, gentlemen on the trip was a guy named Jules who has a fantastic bar in Melbourne called Whiskey and Ailment. And um, all of these these full-on whiskey um, geeks were there and everyone was speechless when they tried this whiskey. And then Jules piped up from the back and he just said, passion fruit. And everyone like nodded at the same time saying, yeah, passion fruit. We're like, how can someone get a whiskey to taste exactly like a passion fruit? And I was like, well, if 
<laughs> and and that was the most amazing whiskey I've ever had. So if I if I had one dram before I were um, to to uh, leave this world, that's the one that I would have. Okay, that's good. Well, I hope you track that down, man, because you can send some sample this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, if that's a that's a December, it's a December release. There's no pressure there. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and now, now for the big one, obviously, um, you would have heard this question before, listen to our podcast regularly, so you know what's coming up. So there's actually no pressure on you guys for this one. Simon, uh, you can go first. And so you've just, if, if Ray was a whiskey, because that's the language we speak on this podcast, if Ray was a whiskey, what whiskey would he be? Ray, you've got some thinking time. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. up so you, you can have the advantage. Yep. That's a that's a great question. Um, you know, Japanese whiskey is very refined, so he's obviously not a Japanese whiskey. Um, <laughs> Irish whiskey is very smooth, so clearly not one of those either. Um, We're going to Isla, are we? Is that where we are? <laughs> no, I'd say um, I'd say if Ray was a whiskey, he's just a, a really good classic. Um, Eagle Rare mightn't be far off the mark, but just a really great classic. Um, full-flavoured American bourbon, um, fun whiskey, um, meant to be drunk in company of good people um, with good tunes and good times. Um, so, yeah, I'd say if, uh, you know, he's not he's not Pappy Van Winkle, but I think maybe an Eagle Rare or, or somewhere around there, I think that's Ray. That's, that's good. That's really good. And, Ray, don't feel like you have to return favour with that. If you want to rip in, go for it. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll just be honest. Well, let's 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 be honest. You, you, it's no George T. Stagger sign. It's just too big. <laughs> He's not a big boy. <laughs> but um, when when you ask me that question, I'm like, oh, that's that's that's, that's quite interesting. Um, and again, you don't fit the elegance of Japanese whiskey either, Simon. So we're both in the same boat there. But um. Simon definitely, um, definitely comes in the well, He comes, me, calms me down. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a lunatic, um, and he's, he's got to enjoy that a few times. But um, I, I would say uh, one that reminds me, if, and I'll just pick it off our batches, is old old Pulteney. Um, mm. Everyone thinks it's just just there on on the shelf all the time, but it's um, it's just got a lot of hidden stuff there, right there, and. Um, and you know, um, very enjoyable, very elegant and smooth, and you know, it's, it's got it's got some good class there as well. And that's how I see Simon. Oh, so, yeah. Perfect. No, they look. Lots of people. Um, it's a tough. It's a tough question. It's from the car park. Um, that's that's easily the best couple of responses I reckon we've had. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, man. Like, well, that's the best answer we've ever had. We've had some absolute stinkers. So pretty. Yeah, like, you know what? The, like, the first had- two people probably take it seriously. So well done. Yeah, hats off for that. Well, we've got a hats off. So. That's, that's right. Um, I just, yeah, I'll let Sean finish up in a sec. But thanks so much for your time. Like, there's a lot of resemblance about um, what whiskey means to us, um, and it's this really. Like, um, meeting meeting you guys never would have happened if it wasn't for for whiskey and what what we think of it. Um, so I really do appreciate that. And big lesson for me, Sean. They had a uh, a long lunch, started uh, an incredible company. So I don't. All we get out of our lunches is, uh, is hanging out. So we've got to up our game a little bit there. Um, but I'm really, really pleased to, to chat to you tonight. And thanks so much for your time. 
Yeah, guys. Um, yeah, same thing. Thanks so much for getting up your time. Um, we are really appreciate. We're very excited about drinking the rest of this bottle and the bottle I've got to come and also what's to come next. Can't wait to see what's coming next March. Um, we will continue to support you guys. Like I said, it's it's super in line with what we think about whiskey. Um, so we're yeah, we're looking forward every month to see what's coming out next. And um, we hope you guys keep doing what you're doing. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And and as Ray mentioned earlier, just for any of your listeners, um, for anyone that signs up and, and uses the code that we'll share, um, which will probably be Whiskey Brothers, I imagine, um, we'll, we're, we're really keen to offer free postage for anyone that wants to get on board and just drink some good whiskey with us. Beautiful. That's very generous. And, um, yeah, whiskey fans, get out there. Secure a bottle of the Eagle Rare before, it goes, before it's gone, batch number two. Um, and, yeah, anything else on there. Guys, Again, thank you so much. Whiskey fans, we're out. Cheers. Thanks, guys.